What's up, everybody? It's your girl, Naime, with Digging In with Naime, and it's an honor to have this space. If this is your first time, welcome, stranger. If you've been here before, welcome back, family. The first thing I want to talk about is my imposter syndrome. Y'all, I've been dealing with a lot of imposter syndrome, and I know I've shared this before because I, I, I just... I don't know. I've just been dealing with this idea of not being enough and or not being able to do something and or being too much. And I had to remind myself today, I went on a walk and I had to remind myself that I am enough, that I am enough, that I am enough. And I'm going to keep saying it because I have to say it until I believe it. I had to remind myself who I was because I had forgotten And so I want to encourage any of you out there, if you feel what I feel, if you feel like you are not enough, if you feel as though you are too much, if you feel as though the world just is screaming at you and telling you A, B, C, and D and is trying to fit you into a box, I want to remind you that you are enough, that you can choose who to be. You can decide today that you want to be someone completely different than you have been, and that is okay. And I also want to encourage you And remind you to radically accept yourself. Radically love yourself. And what I mean by radically is that the world and society tells us how we should love ourselves. Society tells us what we should think about ourselves. Society tells us how we should operate. And when I say radically accept, radically love, that means that you are going to choose to go against the grain of what society says. That you are choosing to deny what society is saying as truth and you're going to follow into your own truth as that you are love, that you are beautiful, that you are amazing, that you are awesome, that you are worthy, and that you are enough. So radically accept yourselves today. I'm really excited for today's podcast episode because I am joined with a dear friend of mine, Jevin Hodge. And it's funny because when I think about it, I only met him in 2018 when I was working at Arizona Coalition for Change and we had an event that I was emceeing for and he was speaking at and we had our little introduction there. And I mean, I guess we've been riding since, you know what I'm saying, two years later and we're still cool, we're good friends. And so I'm really excited for you all to hear this conversation. He is running for uh, Maricopa Board of Supervisors, which I had no idea what that was until I met Jevin, well, until Jevin Hodge came and then I started to learn more about it. So enjoy this episode. And if you have any questions at all, you can always slide in my DMs. Enjoy. Jevin Hodge, if you can, uh, tell the people, well, first off, how are you? How are Doing you? well. I appreciate you asking. I mean, it's, it's been a, a tough day, um, followed by a tough week, but you know, that's it. it comes with it. You know, you got to take the crickets with the straights. I feel that. I feel that. I definitely get that. Tell the people a little bit about yourself. Well, I appreciate you asking. I, I'm Jevin Hodge. I'm, I'm an Arizona native, born and raised here. Uh, I love everything about Arizona. I uh, took my first breath at Tempe St. Luke's Hospital uh, in the great city of Tempe, went all throughout school through Tempe Public Schools and graduated of McClintock High School. I uh, I went off to Washington, D.C., expecting to get an education uh, from the George Washington University and, and, and really, you know, learned about life and became a man out there. I, uh, I, I had just a downright amazing time living in Washington, D.C. And, 
and work. And I've been involved in politics for many years. I've and I've done everything from serving as the coffee boy, getting papers uh, to the national spokesperson for national campaigns, to working in the White House and, and everything in between. Um, I was on the, one of the found, founding members of a millennial think tank with the Bipartisan Policy Center. Um, and so it's, 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 it's just been great. I, uh, I, uh, I've run several campaigns and so now I'm, I'm the candidate. Uh, and it, it's, it's really exciting to venture into this space of, uh, uh, of running for office. It's definitely about myself. Um, but most importantly, I believe that, you know, you have to be invested in your community to give back. And I serve as the president of the Booker T. Washington Child Development Center. It's the longest running Head Start in the state of Arizona and one of the longest in the country. Been around for 55 years. Uh, proud mm -hmm. president moment. We're number one in the state for uh, early childhood literacy scores. We're number one in the city of Phoenix for K-3 outcomes. We're a five-star program from first things first. I mean, it's just the cream of the crop. And, and we're you know, right in the heart of uh, East Lake Phoenix. And, and I get to just make lives better, you know, level the playing field for generations to come and lineages. It's just so great. Uh, in addition to a number of charity boards, I serve as a past president of the Tempe Education, Tempe Union High School District Education Foundation and a, a statewide board member for Best Buddies Arizona, which is much like Big Brothers, Big Sisters, um, but uh, for individuals in the IDD community, intellectual and development and disabilities community. And um, so it, I, I love people, Naime, at my core. Uh, so everything that I do in my life is geared around uh, how can I give back and how can I do more? I love that. That's awesome. That is awesome. Well, you know, as you're saying all these things, you are a very busy man. And I understand that. And I see that. <laughs> and I know that very well. Um, but I am a little curious that, you know, when you do win your big race, am I going to be forgotten am i going is it going to be even harder for me to get to you i hope i am not left behind mr hodge <laughs> what does genuine say he's the same og so i'm not going <laughs> i'm not changing at all you know i'm not going to be what are, what do they call what do the young bucks call it brand new i'm not going to be brand new just because i i have a new title that follows my name i think that you know you lose yourself right when, when yeah. you let stuff like that go to your head um, you forget about the people who put you in the position you're in. And so, you know, I'm not changing my number. I'm not changing my email. People know where I live, right? And, and the most important thing is people know how to get a hold of me, and that's through my mama. And so, <laughs> so folks know, you know, I'm not going anywhere anytime soon. But, all right, I'm holding you to that. But, but speaking of a young buck, you know, you're kind of young yourself, sir. You are running for... Uh, the Board of Supervisors, and if you could tell us a little bit about what that is, what that means, and what it looks most, like. Most definitely, most definitely. So I'm running for the Board of Supervisors. The, uh, the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors is the most important and impactful position that most people have never heard about. And so it's the, it's the governing body of Maricopa County, and it's 4.5 million residents. Uh, five members make up the board of, uh, they each represent a single member district, and uh, they manage a budget of $3.05 billion, billion with a B, handling every issue under the sun that you can think of from environmental protections to early childhood education, public transportation, public housing, 
um, infrastructure and zoning, public corrections, public parks, public libraries, flood control, the stadium district. I mean, you name it. Uh, if it impacts your everyday life in some way, shape or form, the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors uh, has a say at some point in the process. Um, and then the districts are just massive. Right. If my district and so I'm running for the Southeast Valley District one, which is South Scottsdale, West Mesa, Tempe, Ahwatukee, Chandler, Gilbert and Queen Creek, um, 900,000 residents by yeah. over 500,000 registered voters. If my district was a congressional district, it would be a third largest congressional district in the country, only behind the two single member districts for states. Uh, I have more constituents than five governors and 10 senators running for this seat is much like running for mayor of San Francisco or governor of South Dakota. And so, it, I mean, it's, it's a big feat, like you're saying. Yeah, that's, that's a lot. I don't, I, I never knew those numbers. So that is a very large, it's a large population. Um, so what, why have you decided you want to run for this? And, and I don't want this to sound like super, um, I don't know. I want this to be very chill, so so it doesn't have to be very, you know, professional. But Mr. Jevin Hodge, please tell us. No, no. Well, why have you decided that this specific role is a role you want to take on? I I I appreciate that question. Um, and like I said earlier, you know, I love people, and I like to do everything that I possibly can to maximize my impact for giving back. Uh, in this position, like I, like I said, it's the most important position most people have never heard about because this is the position that are making those local decisions, right? Working with municipalities on your water, right? In the unincorporated areas, you know, ensuring that garbage is getting picked up, law enforcement, fire, and, you know, and, 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 and your environment, right? And so I ran for this position because the residents of Maricopa County deserves an advocate that are going to fight for them. Right. And that's what they're getting with me. Right. Like, I'm not going to be someone that's going to be passive. Most people have never heard about this position in government because the leaders on this board are passive and they're not capitalizing on the opportunities that are presented to them. And they're just going with the flow. Right. And not being aggressive and not being forward thinking and not being, you know, steadfast in their leadership. Right. And so I'm running for this. Right. To actually impact our communities right to put more dollars in people's pockets to level the playing field so that kids that look like me right and grew up in the same environments that i grew up in have a chance right to to be successful for generations to come right so that we can change the future uh for my kids and your kids and your grandkids kids 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 yeah i see that that's dope and then I think what's also is really important is that, well, f well, first off, this this specific position, many people do not know of, right? So I wasn't even familiar about it until I saw you begin to run and, and start your campaign. And so this is a position that we, as, as many people uh, in America, may not even be familiar with, and we may mm -hmm. not understand the importance of it, especially as a role of you play so close you are so close to the people right so like yep. you said it's with water and there's light and and all these different things it's it's our day-to-days that we would come in contact with you and not necessarily our that's government exactly right. or our senators and so on and so forth that's exactly right that's exactly right and and, and with that right this position has such substantive impact right when cities didn't want to enforce a mass mandate Right. When the governor didn't want to enforce a mass mandate, the, the county government, I have to give them the credit. 
stepped up and said, we're mm. going to enforce a mask mandate. Could they have done more? Yes. Should they be doing more? Yes, they can. But you see the gravity of it, right? When a city says no, the county says no, that's no, we're, we're, going, to, we're going to step in, right? And do our part here. And so let's take a look at COVID response, right? You know, the county right now is sitting on about $440 million that was granted from the federal government. These is, this is not tax dollars. This is federal dollars that have been granted to the fourth largest county in the country to combat COVID. And so the county, right, when I talk about that passive leadership, when they could be doing more, they could be instituting more testing sites, mm. right? They could institute contact tracing so we have better grasp on this. Yeah. Facilitating those partnerships with Arizona State University so that we can have a grasp on what this virus truly is, right? Working with our local school districts and our, our municipalities or city governments to expand broadband for kids that don't have Wi-Fi and internet access, right? Or the infrastructure that's needed so that they can learn from afar, right? The county can step in to do that. And most importantly, right, the, the, the COVID relief packages, right, for renters so that people aren't being evicted and right. small businesses so that they can get the support that they need, right, to keep their doors open, to keep their staffs paid. I mean, like, this is a space in government that has, that is very close to the people, but has significant impact on your everyday life. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think, I think, thank you for, for bringing up. COVID. I think that it has obviously affected us all in different ways, but but I think we we are especially in Arizona. I can only really speak from Arizona because that's where I live. But I believe that we have definitely minimized it, especially as we came out of our uh, sheltered in place, right? So we have minimized what's happening, and it, it, what it feels like what's happening is that it's what is it where it's like can't hear, can't see. So like as long as I can't mm -hmm. see. It, it's not in my face. It's not happening. It's not the reality. And realistically, we see that people are affected. We see that people are still getting sick. And even though you can, some can argue that our numbers have decreased, which I also question, right? We know from people who have come to receive help, right? There's probably a lot of people who aren't able to actually get, receive aid at all. And so being able to go get tested and or go to the hospital, th those are ways for us to know who actually has COVID and who doesn't. And, and then those That's who exactly don't, right. don't know. And so I, it's just an interesting thing. How has COVID-19 impacted you specifically? Oh my gosh. I mean, it's, it's decimated, right? Like me, right? And, and the reason I say it like that, such harsh words, I've had family pass away. I've had friends pass away. I've seen countless people get infected and their whole entire families get infected, right? I've, I've had friends and I will be very bold and say they've made bad decisions because the bars and clubs were open and infected their entire family, right? I have, I have friends that have grandparents that are still in the workforce, right? That have gotten sick and they've passed on, right? Like, I mean, it, I, I've seen firsthand the pain that this virus has caused, I may, and this has been 100% preventable. And that's the reason why we need leadership in place that is going to stand up and be bold. My mother has heart failure, right? I have to take extreme precaution because I want to keep her safe, right? I, I have my grandparents. I need to keep them safe, right? And so, you know, people are at risk. And, and, and for me personally, right? I mean, this, this is very, very close. I have severe asthma. I have very bad asthma. I get the virus, right? This is a, a pulmonary illness, right? right? This is something that is going to impact my life yeah. significantly. I walk around with an inhaler every day, 
right? And so if I get the virus, I don't even know how my body is going to react. And I'm a young, vibrant, healthy man, right? And I don't know how I'm going to react to it. So this this hits very close to home. Yeah, I, I, I feel that. My grandmother, we found out that she has COVID-19. And her, mm-hmm. she hasn't been going anywhere, but it was just other people, as you said, right, who weren't taking their precautions who were coming into her home because she is an older woman and she was receiving some support and different things and they were coming to her and unfortunately they brought it to her but you are right it it it's and i mean it, this is something new but i definitely agree with you that leadership has completely failed i don't i don't believe i do not believe in in the leadership that we have now and and, yeah. and on on many ends right so not just federally but also as a state i do not trust that that our best interests are, are you know taken heart so yeah. i i see that's it. exactly right that's exactly I think, right i think one thing so i live in tempe as you know and I, I do not have any children, but I do, I do believe in community and I love people and I'm, I'm all for rallying for people. And so one thing I've been trying to do is stay aware and knowledgeable about what is happening within our school systems here in Tempe. And your mother's on the school board for Tempe Union High School, correct? That is exactly right. And so I, I, I would like to say, now I don't, again, I don't know fully of, of everything that's happening. I only see their meeting minutes and different things like that. And so I looked through a few of those things, but I am impressed with what they are currently doing. And I do feel secure and safe that they are considering the kids and they are keeping our families and our communities at the forefront of their minds. So I do appreciate your mother for always advocating for us. And rallying. Know, my, my mother is going to do what she does best. Tell who your care, mama is. Tell care for people. Is. So she, Berdetta Hodge is an Arizona, she's a living legend, not just an Arizona living legend. She's a living legend. She's the first black woman elected in the city of Tempe, home to Arizona State University. Uh, she is the first black individual elected to her governing body that she serves on. And it's the Tempe Union High School District Governing Board. Uh, in my opinion, as a graduate of Tempe Union, it's the number one district in the state. Uh, <laughs> it also is the number one district in the state for National Merit Scholars and scholarship dollars and so it's it's a great great school district um and my mother serves as the president of this district so she is carrying the burden right of making these decisions and serving as the face of the district and one thing that she said in a recent meeting is her job is to provide for the for the needs of the community the teachers the students right not the ones and so that's the difficult decisions Right. And so she, you know, I, I know I talk to her every day. She, she's up at night, every night, folk thinking about these decisions that she has to make mm-hmm. and how difficult this is. And I, I am extremely proud, even if she wasn't my mother, but I am extremely proud of the decisions of this governing body because they're not putting at risk. Right. Our communities, our community, not just the students, not just the teachers, not just the support staff. Right. But our community, because yeah. think of it like this, if one person, we have in our, our, our high school district, we have so many families that have multi-generational homes. Our, our community is made up of the working class, Naime. And so, you know, if one kid goes to school and they have a brother in the house that is a frontline worker that has become ill, right, and doesn't even know it. Right now, that individual is taking the virus with them to school and, you know, may give it to another student and another student takes it back home. And that the house that that other student may live in has uh, a younger sibling, the parents and grandparents all in the same household. 
And so, you know, the, the, the opportunity for transmission is so incredibly high that, I mean, it's, it's difficult, right? Because I want nothing more than for kids to be in classes. I want nothing more than for students to be in seats. I'm the president of a preschool. I understand. I'm living with this firsthand, right? right. Um, but, you know, we have to do everything we possibly can to prioritize what our community needs in this moment. And my mother's doing that. Yeah, yes, she is. I support your mother. I like her a lot. That is awesome. So since we are on this kind of talk about Black women in politics, I want to talk about Miss Kamala Harris. So first off, I, I I don't know if you've seen any of the DNC. Have you seen any of them? Did you watch the I live? Have. There's I one have. And we're missing the DNC right now. <laughs> we are. Thank you so much, Jevin Hodge, for meeting with me right now during the DNCs. But so I want to talk about, first off, what this means as being the first black and then also Indian woman, uh, because she is mixed race, but as the first black woman and Indian woman to be elected as VP. And then also, what does that look like for our future? Yeah, I um, I admire Senator Harris tremendously. She is a leader um, that has... Uh, been a true advocate for our communities and our people um, and a fighter, you know, um, and, 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 and just, I'm just, for me personally, I'm just so incredibly proud to see her uh, on the main stage as the nominee's VP, right? The, the VP nominee. I mean, it's, 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 it's what we need, not only in this moment, but moving forward. So what this does is it shows little girls that are, are African-American, that are uh, Indian-American, that are Asian-American, right, that are Native American, that opportunity is endless for them. It shows them that they can be here in the room making the decisions. It shows them that their future and their words and, 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 and their investment and their commitment matters. It shows yeah. them that they can do it too. And what we need to do Right, especially as men of color, right, is to do everything that we possibly can to uplift Senator Harris and make yeah. sure that we are standing as a defender of her, right? Because every they're going to throw the gauntlet at her. They're going to do whatever they can to to dehumanize her and delegitimize her and victimize her. They have and already tear done. Her oh, they of course, and they're just getting started. A uh, born American, like she was. Oh, of course. America. No, and they're just getting started, and they're just right. getting started. So right. it is our job to do whatever we can to to serve and stand and protect her and Joe Biden, but to protect her because this is our opportunity to continue to break through, right? We saw with President Obama, and President Obama was just scratching the surface of what is possible, right? right? You know, with, with Senator Harris, it's just scratching the surface of what is possible. We need more people of color in elected leadership. And when we have a woman of color in the second most powerful seat in the world, right? That's going to be seen and it's possible. But yes, I, I definitely, I agree. I think, I think what is, is difficult, depending on who you speak to, is that, is that, well, obviously we know, and, and I mean, this is my podcast, so I say what I want and everyone already knows I, how I feel about Trump. So we already know that <laughs> his leadership is not the best. And, and, and personally, in my side of things, like that's not who I want to see in office, right? And the, but I think there's also this other understanding of Joe Biden and some of his, you know, his his past 
history in office and then also uh, Kamala and, and her past histories in office. But I think, I think one thing that I'm trying to always remember is that they are better than Trump. Well, that, that should be the bottom line. That's the very starting point, right? And if, if anyone is considering on staying home and not voting for Joe Biden and, and, and Senator Kamala Harris, then they are voting for Trump. Yes. Anyone that is going to trash or bash, right, uh, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris is supporting Trump, yeah. right? And they may not be explicitly doing so, but they're providing ammo to the other side. Yeah. Now, let me be very clear here. You can push them to be better. Yes. You can challenge them to do more. Yes. You can also do that while being constructive and supportive of where they are, mm-hmm. right? And, and and what people are forgetting, right, is that, yes, Joe Biden may not have always made the best decisions in life. That's Yes, that's exactly right. But we have to realize and internalize that if we do not elect Joe Biden as our next president, we will forever compromise the integrity of this country. Mm. We are on a path of no return. We have started and embarked on that path. Our country will forever never be the same as it is. Yeah. And we know this, right? Look at this. The, the, let's just take COVID. Let's go back to COVID for a second. COVID was 100% preventable. Yes. President Barack Obama had the same exact scare with Ebola. Ebola was more deadly and more contagious. Yeah. I don't know not one person that caught Ebola. I, yeah, I do not either. You are right. Do you get what I'm saying here? Because President Obama was a leader that put our people first. Did he make every decision right? No. Did he do everything perfectly? No. He's human. And Joe Biden is human. And anybody who is not going to stand up and fight for the values of this country, right, is voting for or supporting or being an ambassador or an advocate for Trump. And it's one thing to be silent, right? Right. And not comment that is understandable, and it is also okay for you to express your views. Yeah, but you have to understand what is at stake here, right? There is so much at stake here, right? These people that are in the White House right now want to dismantle everything that we hold truth. Mm. Those inalienable rights that we are granted life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness are at stake. They won't be instituted among men because those just powers that have been granted into the consent of the governed are being dismantled every single day. Mm. And we're seeing that with the post office. Yeah. We're yeah. seeing that with public education. We're seeing that with our healthcare system. We're seeing that. I mean, I could just keep going on and on and on. I mean, this is the same president that dismantled the pandemic task force at the White House. Right. The exact body that would have handled the crisis in which we're in right now, Naime. Yeah. Little kids, black boys and black girls that look like me that are going to suffer the consequences as a result. Yeah. Yeah. And and I think, I think, I think for me, one thing that's really hard for me to understand. I don't, I don't know if you can relate to this. So like, I understand we all had different point of views. I understand that we all view, like we see things differently. We understand things differently. Our lived experiences are different. Okay. But I think what's so difficult 
for me to understand is 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 you you point you put it point blank and simple the way you said it was so simple this is the reality of what we have currently and what we've have had the past <laughs> since 2016 right the past mm-hmm. four years and it's, it's it will be more than unfortunate if we continue down this path but for whatever reason people because i've and i've been hearing so much about it and it's really bothering me but so many people are upset about what i mean I, and i have both sides i have people who support him but also who are upset but like joe biden people are just really dogging him out for things he did with the crime bill and, and so on and so forth and different things he supported but the but the reality is that is that we see trump in 2020 so if these are things he did with right it, it, now if someone can learn a lot changes from 94 until today, right? Like a person can change. And yes, maybe Trump can change within the last four years. But the idea of like- Trump's not changing. What'd you say? Trump's not changing. No, Trump's not, not changing. Joe Biden made a fundamental mistake with the crime bill. That is right. But you know what? But that's what everyone still brings up. No one else- yeah, You're right, you're right. But, but that one thing. That- that's exactly right. And you know what? That, that, because that's the one thing that they have to latch on yep. to. Yes. That's the one thing that they had. Joe Biden was the vice president for eight years and never once did he undermine yep. his black president. Right. Yeah. Joe Biden is running for president right now and he put a black woman on the ticket with her. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yes, Joe Biden made a horrible decision on the crime bill. That put away lots of black men and women, and he has an opportunity to undo those injustices that he caused decades ago. Right. But we have to elect him to recover from that. Yeah. And if we want to be tied to that mistake, right? Like we're human. We all made mistake. I've stolen a candy bar too, right? Yeah. We are human. We all make mistake, but this is this gentleman's opportunity to recover from that. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. So what what is one thing that you are looking forward to just within this the, the next few months before we get to election? What what is one thing you're hoping to see within our communities, whether it be in the state, in the county, or just you know federally? You know, I'll, I'll say this: I'm I'm excited if if the, the if one positive thing has come about from um, the little man with orange hands being elected <laughs> to the White House, it's the fact that. So many people have, and I'm going to use another modern term that the, little, that, the, that, the, that the youngsters are using these days, <laughs> that people have become more woke. Yeah. Right? And, and what we need to do, we need to realize that this is a journey without a destination, okay? Mm-hmm. And so the quote-unquote woke people need to make room for the people that are awakening. Ooh, say that one more time for the people in the back. The woke needs to make room for the awakening, right? And we need to allow people to continue along this journey and we need to carry them and we need to help educate them and bring them along with us. Yeah. Because we're going to have so, and the one thing, like I said, right, people are now becoming involved and invested in their democracy excited my race in the primary for the first time ever the democrat got more votes than the republican in in county history right like that's the first time any of this has ever happened before so we have more new voters that have participated in this last election than we've ever seen before Mm. there we go so we need to make sure that we're creating a space so that they can learn and grow and providing those educational opportunities so that they can be the stewards of goodwill 
And so what I'm excited for, Naime, I'm excited to see people participate in historically high records and exercise their constitutionally granted right, and that is the vote. That they are, are you know, this month, we're, we're celebrating the 100th anniversary of the 19th Amendment, right? That women turn out the vote in record high numbers, right? That people of color turn out the vote in record high numbers. Mm-hmm. And per- participate in their democracy and exercise their vote because it's going to be so important moving forward and that we inspire a generation of kids to want to achieve and do more yeah yeah i i love that thank you so much i appreciate what you i appreciate you i i have a little game i want us to play (laughs) all right let's do it Okay, so I know how much you love you some Drake. I do. I want to say some lyrics, and you have to guess which song it's from. All right, let's do it. Okay. All right, are you ready? (laughs) Set. Look, the new me is really still the real me. I swear you got to feel me before they try and kill me. What song is that? Um, The new me. Is really the new real me. The new me, right? It, wait, wait. The new me. Say it again. Is really still the real me. I swear you gotta feel me before they try and kill me. The new me. Look, the new me is really is really still the real me. I swear you gotta feel me before they try to kill me. They gotta make some choices. They running out of options. Yeah. Because I've been going up. Yep. And they don't know what I'm stopping. That's in my feelings. Kiki, <laughs> do you love me? Are you riding? So that you never ever one. leave from beside me. Come on that now. Easy one. I have to get you an easy one. I want to make sure you know I'm stuck. Okay. All right. Okay. So you ready for the next one? Let's do this. Okay. So the next one. <clears throat> okay. The point I'm trying to make is I don't ever need him. Seeing what you do for fame or what you do for freedom. The point I'm trying to make is that the point I'm trying to make is that I don't yeah. I don't ever See need what him. you do for fame or what you do for freedom. Seeing what you do to fame is what you do to freedom. Um, um, the point I'm trying to make. Um, um, the point I'm trying to make. Oh, I know that song. Um, uh, uh, I got the I got the drink going back to yeah. back. There we go. Yeah, I got the drink in me going back to back. Yes, yes, yeah, yes. Yeah, it's oh, I back got that. to back. Okay. That's yeah. right. That's right. Isn't that it? Okay, ready? I learned a game from Winley West, so you got to <laughs> check me. There we go. <laughs> all right. All right. Keep Come on. The men let's go. are jealous and the women all in competition. And now your friend's telling you stories that you ain't, that, that you often misinterpret. That doesn't make sense. But uh, let me read it one more time. The men are jealous and the women all in competition. And now your friend's telling you stories that you often misinterpret. Oh, um, oh, um, oh, come on. That, that's easy. That is too easy. Uh, and now your friend's telling you stories that you often misinterpret and taint all the image of your Mr. Perfect. Um, yeah. Take a <laughs> for me. Whoa, 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 whoa. Okay. Take oh, a shot. Okay, for ready? Me. So this one. <clears throat> you were so new to this life. Wait, no. Let me hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay. When you figure out you're gonna someone, when you figure mm-hmm. out it's all right 
here in the city. I mean, when you read the first line again. You're gonna need someone when you figure out it's all right here in the city. Um, that was off of the. Uh, no, that wasn't. No. Um, one more time. One when more time. When you figure out you're gonna need someone, when you figure out it's all right here in the city. It's all right. Oh, yeah, it's all right here in the city. Young East African girl, you're too busy with your other man. Um, uh, I was trying to put you on your game, uh, but put you on a plane, take you out to your mother, to the mother. Yes, Poetic justice. Good job. That's actually one of my favorite Kendrick songs. I love that song. Okay, last one. Yes, yes. Come on last now. One, Come on now. <clears throat> Let's get it. Knowledge is pain, and that is why it hurts to know. Knowledge is pain, and that is why it hurts to know. Um, oh, oh my gosh, that's um, that's one of my favorite I'm songs sure. of all time. Oh, knowledge is pain because he's singing it. Yeah. Knowledge is pain, and that is why it hurts to know. Um, hold on, hold on. Um, yeah, is that brand new? Ding, 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 ding. Yeah, that's brand. Oh yeah, no- knowledge is pain, and that is why it hurts to yes. Yeah. Yes. Good oh my job. God. You know you're a little Drake. Okay, I'm impressed. Hey, so I've been a fan of Drake, Aubrey Drake Graham. <laughs> I've been a fan of Drake longer than Drake's <laughs> been a fan of Drake. So back when Jimmy Brooks was putting out <laughs> mixtapes underground, and I was in middle school thinking I was cool because I was listening to my down- illegally downloaded music Wait, off a of LimeWire, right? Like happening. that's when. <laughs> that's that's when I that's when I, I fell in love with Drake's music. I mean, Drake tells a great story. Um, and his narrative is one that I feel I can I can connect to. Um, you know, there are several elements throughout his story. You know, especially the way Drake talks about his mother um, and his upbringing. Um, and and one of the one of the aspects of Drake's life is, that I really appreciate um, that is not often talked about because um, he talks about Dennis often, um, but his mother's brother as a key influence, right? Um, and so that. You know that's that's a really really big one for me, um, because my my mom my mother's brothers my uncles are really big influences on my life and so uh, yeah I mean Drake is Drake is a, a, a goat he's a legend one of the greatest of all time um, and definitely I hope the top you of my meet list. him in real life like I really hope you meet him in real life. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Jevin Hodge, thank you so much for talking with me. If you can tell the people where to find you on social and then also i know you i don't know if you are still but you have a goal that you are trying to reach and let them know where they can donate to your campaign i appreciate so uh first and foremost thank you naime for bringing us together uh and allowing me the platform to share my message and just a few of my thoughts and my my knowledge (laughs) of drake music I, uh, I, I want to say a huge thank you to the viewers today, uh, to everyone listening, the listeners. Thank you so much for just taking a few moments to uh, learn about my story uh, and go on this journey with me. Uh, you can reach out to me or follow me on social media. Um, on Facebook, it's Je- at Jevin Hodge. On uh, Instagram, it's at Jevin Hodge. On Twitter, same at Jevin Hodge. Or my political Twitter is uh, Jevin, F-O-R-A-Z, 4-A-Z. Uh, or you can learn more about me on my website, and that's jevinhodge.com, J-E-V-I-N-H-O-D-G-E.com. And, and we'll be grateful for you to learn more about our movement and join us today. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, and I hope you have a great night. I appreciate you. I hope you have a great one as well.